Welcome to a new exciting edition of the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast, where we talk about those good movies, those bad movies, and those movies that you're just ashamed are on your top ten list. My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. <laughs> I'm Charles. And we have a special guest sitting in with us today. It is Dr. Mike McGinnis. Very glad to be here. And uh, we, we teased uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Mike last time. Uh, and basically, yes, he is a doctor. He's also a movie fan, and he's a longtime fan of ours. <laughs> Surprisingly, so. Hardly. <laughs> he doesn't believe it himself. So he's a smart man, yes. and he's a fan of and ours. And people are actually dying while we're doing this, yes. so just so you know. Yeah. We're we, gonna have, have a, we have a little like, bell that may ring occasionally. We're, we're not quite sure how it's going to work out. A little yet. bell every, some, every time somebody dies, because we're keeping him from the hospital. Good. Frank Capra would be proud. <laughs> but uh, today we are... Looking into my pick. Uh-oh. Yep. And uh, it is summer. It is officially summer for me. I'm a teacher and now the kids are gone, so it's officially summer for me. And what better way to celebrate summer than go out into nature? And what better movies to watch than when nature is attacking man <laughs> yeah. and threatening his life? Agreed. What? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to watch or we're going to talk about some survivor movies. We're going to watch them too, hopefully. No. <laughs> no, we didn't watch hopefully, them. Hopefully, hopefully we did watch them, yeah. Okay, good. We're going to talk about some survivor movies. Okay. All right, and uh, the three movies that we have on tap are The Grey from uh, 2011. We have uh, Castaway from 2000 and we have Swiss Family Robinson from 1960. Yes. <laughs> A little bit of a wide range there. It is a wide range. A lot of years in between there. Is the great right. the sequel to Swiss Family Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> Where they venture into... That's what happens. That's just what happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And um, before we get started, though, uh, is there anything that we want to talk about as far as Twitter, Facebook, subscribing to us? Uh, well, no, we're not sponsored by Pepsi. Still not sponsored Still by not Pepsi. Smart. So, Pepsi next Amazing was delicious, thing. but we're doing water. So, with little umbrellas in them. Yes. It's true, because actually. We're going to be on some tropical we islands. We go the extra mile. That's right. <laughs> we really do. No so. expense is spared. That's right. Yeah. It's, I have a blue one. This is actually really true. <laughs> so, sponsored by water. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by water. Great. Sorry for anyone listening in California. Yeah. All right. And uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, jump into it. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, you ready, Mike? Take it away. You ready, you ready for this wild roller coaster ride? <laughs> Always. I'm gonna go ahead and start with my bad. Oh, you pick it. Okay, fine. Uh, okay. Oh, do you got? I'm sorry. Do no, you no, no. Pick let's, what, let's which do one? it. No, you I... know, I'd like you to start with your bad. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you, Charles. I just wasted so time. Kind of That's all I did. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start with my bad, which is 2011, The Gray. Yes. Really? I was, was kind of hoping. You really? Would, I was kind of. I was hoping you would choose that one as your bad, but I didn't. I wasn't sure you would. So thanks for not disappointing. Yeah. So let me give a synopsis real quick. And there, let me go ahead and preface there will be some spoilers. Uh, you can't really talk too much about this movie without giving away spoilers. True. But uh, the synopsis. Spoiler alert, everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Spoiler, everybody dies. And that's also your synopsis. Yeah, yes. yeah there you go. So uh, the synopsis is uh, John Adway, played by Liam Neeson, is a huntsman in an oil field. And um, he boards an ill-fated plane. I don't know, they're going to home leave or something. Anyway, it crashes, and now the survivors are stuck in the Alaska wilderness trying to survive not only nature, but a pack of homicidal wolves. Dun, dun, dun. 
Really? Homicidal. Okay, fine. Go <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the word homicidal. I know for you this. are. I, I know the word. And there's yeah. a strange the sense that these are like super monster wolves. Like these guys live out there in Alaska and they keep saying, What is that thing? Well, it's a wolf. It's a wolf. Well, what wait, is wait, that wait, thing? It's wait, so are, big. Are, are, you, are you in on this? Are you thinking it's bad? Do you agree with him? <sighs> three to one, Charles. Kind it's not of. three to one. Don't jump on anything. I, 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 I had never seen this movie before. I had never heard of this movie before. <laughs> um, I'm not a huge Liam Neeson fan. Um, we well, all three wrong. I'm just <laughs> but but I I, I kind of went into it assuming it was going to be the bad one, and uh-huh. and that may have tainted my opinion of this movie. Mm. But I mean, it wasn't terrible. But I don't ever think I'd watch it again. Well, here's why. Here's why I pick it as my bad because the Survivor movie. And let me kind of backtrack a little bit. The Survivor movie, the survival movie, is basically man against nature, man trying to overcome uh, the elements. Uh, with whatever's thrown at him. And that's exactly what this is. But the premise going into the movie, you think it's going to be about, you know, how will they survive? How will they encounter these wolves or fight these wolves? Or, you know, will they survive, you know? And you get kind of, I don't know, sold short the whole way through. You don't really get good answers the whole way through. Or whenever they come up with a way, they don't really follow through with it. So yeah. just to kind of start off in the beginning, you know, they're 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 just at each other uh, at each other's throats the whole time. The men are, and then these wolves come along. They come up to this plane crash, and they start picking them off one by one. So they they take off to, towards uh, woods, and then they keep on again. He, here's here's the thing. Here's the best way I could sum it up. It's basically like a torture flick, kind of like Saw. But instead of using, you know, like elements to kill, it's actual elements of nature. So it's all the ways you could die, 101 ways to die in the Alaskan wilderness. You can die of hypothermia, you could drown, but most of all, you can get eaten by wolves. <laughs> but you didn't like it. You didn't, this is, you're, you're not no, liking this movie. No, because here's the thing. What I wanted, what, what I wanted from this movie was Liam Neeson to freaking punch a wolf in the face. And I almost got almost it. Advanced. Almost, but it cuts away before you get to see. I wanted to see Oscar Schindler punch a wolf in the freaking face. That's what I wanted, but I didn't get it. I'm sure that offended a few people somehow. I don't know. But <laughs> That's whatever. really all we want out of the cinema yes. is to see Oscar Schindler punch a wolf in yes. the face. Yes. You wanted to see that in the Schindler's list, but it didn't happen. There were no wolves. <laughs> This movie is I, awesome. It, I, I, it's bleak. I give you that, but it, you you reference Saw. Saw. How many movies have Saw made? They're very popular. Yeah, but Saw was an original one, and now we kind of have you know the the slew of torture movies out there. But okay, so yes, it was bleak. Let me go on that because all right, glad that could be a segue. Here's, <laughs> here's my take: is that movies you want to go to movies you want to kind of escape with movies and you want to see the good guys win ultimately you want to see the good guys win mm-hmm. and this is such an it, it it pushes its agenda of like existential um there's no point in life basically the message to this movie the message is pushing is you born you're born uh your life amounts to nothing you die and then you get eaten by wolves yeah, I, not I'm, necessarily in that order. Yeah. <laughs> because that literally is what happens after they die; they get eaten by wolves. Yeah, I, I really, I, that's exactly how I felt about it. It was just a little too, like everything is pointless. 
why are we even alive? Like, it's not, it's not the I, kind of movie I want to watch. I don't, I don't, I mean, yes, to an extent, but he didn't die at the end. You, he, they left it kind of ambiguous. But he, but he Surrounded by 30 he, wolves. He, 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 he might have survived. Death, he might have survived. Like, the, the device That's on the thing, his like, I guess you're bringing your own personal baggage to it. I like to think, <laughs> I like to think that he had a chance against them at the end. Honestly. I, I don't know. Maybe I am bringing my own personal baggage, but it seems like it was strongly implying that he was he was going out with a fight. He what was that poem or something he was well, thinking yeah, about? Yeah. And, and it was like I forget what today's it was. the day or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it was like, well, if I'm gonna go out, I'm just gonna kill as many as of these, or kill them all, or kill them all. I actually or become Alpha Wolf. Or or okay, now that that scene, I'm glad you mentioned that because there was that scene when they're they're in the in they had just made it to the woods and they built the fires and these wolves surround them and there's all this howling and screaming and 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 all of a sudden you hear this loud noise and they all stop and one of them turns to Liam Neeson I think and says what happened what was it? that was the alpha wolf because he's supposed to be this wolf expert because he's the hunter or whatever. <laughs> and he says that was the alpha wolf who who shut the rest of them down and then immediately they have this scene where all these other humans are are sniping and, and barking and bickering and all of a sudden he, I don't remember exactly what happens, but he has to fight them, and it sort of establishes him. He's the alpha wolf for their little band of humans, and he's putting down their little insurrection. And I thought, okay, this is kind of an interesting parallel we're drawing, but then it never went anywhere. And right. that's why I yeah. felt like, you know, there were a lot of things where it's building up to something, but ultimately it's just, no, you're going to get eaten. And Mike, on that point, I, I know this is nitpicking, but something else that never went anywhere, the bang sticks. They made those. They, 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 they made all, them. They used them once. Yeah. And it's like they like, went. Okay, well, we'll that was that, that worked for one wolf. That won't work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, okay, okay well, and and they had the whole thing at the beginning where he's this. He's he's so depressed and he's gonna shoot himself. And then that never really. Again, it never really goes anywhere. But that's why I like the ending because he's now he's fighting well, to survive. And that's I, a good. Point. And, and I really, I do see it as he has a chance. I don't know why. Well, you're absolutely it's right. It's actually uplifting to me at the end. I'm, I'm really serious. <laughs> if they wanted to make the point that everything is super pointless, then they could have just shown him getting eaten and it's over. Right. And then you leave it with this. You have no hope. And right. You're right. By leaving it open like that, it does provide the sense of hey, maybe there's a chance. Maybe he did survive. And, and I also, and I think the and I think the attack years. scenes were done really well. They were pretty scary. Like I mean, the, the kind of shock moments. But I like that. I, I really do like it, this movie. I thought there was a chance this was going to be your best one. <laughs> I honestly did. I I'm glad you said it. It felt like a slasher movie. It does. It felt like a slasher movie out in the woods. It's like right. John Carpenter's the thing. Right. But with wolves. Very minimalist though. I mean, they they kind of get the story. You know, set him up as a character really fast. And then you just kind of go. Mm-hmm. So, does I, it bother anybody else though that wolves would not actually act like that? Well, they were in their land though. They were. No, I don't. So. But I don't. I mean, even, they gave enough of that in the story. Even to at the beginning, why. even at the beginning, when they're like, you know, in the oil field, and a wolf just runs out of nowhere to attack these guys that aren't provoking it at all. I was like, that's. That just, again, they, I'm they, sure they, there's a zoologist least, somewhere. Having, <laughs> they at least try to explain that, that they crash land, you know. I mean, they, it's not like they just completely ignored that fact. They at least oh my god, they led me to that den. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was your best impression yet. <laughs> Except Fred McMurray. That'll always be my favorite. <laughs> it's Frank McMurray. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> my bad. All right. Well, we're, any other parting thoughts on that one since we're over a little bit? Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, this, let's try to keep right, this podcast under an hour. Yes. 
Okay. Well, it's like two and a half. He's kind of somewhere in He's there, right? Us. All right. Well, let I, me. You don't hate it. Like I, ex- they do. I expected it to be the bad one. <laughs> I will say that. Well, let's switch over to my good one. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, my good one is Castaway. Yes. 2000 with Tom Hanks. Okay. Okay. And and uh, so, quick synopsis of it. If you haven't seen Castaway, basically, uh, Tom Hanks plays a FedEx executive named Chuck that on Christmas Eve, uh, he gets a call, actually, Paige, because it's in the 90s, and uh, he has to board a plane to go to Australia for some emergency business meeting. The plane gets off course, gets in a storm, crashes. He's the only survivor and gets washed up onto an island. The entire movie is about him trying to survive by himself on this island. I'll leave it at that. And lots of product placement. And, yeah, this well, it, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of product placement for a true. movie on a desert island. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> of product That's Wilson. True. True. It's kind of like it's kind of like Gilligan's Island. Well, they're on this desert island, but they keep having guest stars every week. How does yeah. this work? <laughs> so let me let me turn it over to you guys and get your initial opinions of Castaway. I, why it's, I why it's my favorite. <laughs> I think it was a good pick, really. Um, Tom Hanks is at his most compelling. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I love him in pretty much everything else he does, but he's especially heartrending in this movie. Um, he does, and his his body transformation too is like incredible. And he, in I love the scene when he's. Uh, when he's been struggling to get these fish and then all of a sudden it, it tells you four years have passed or however much time and all of a sudden he's just standing there like <laughs> he's thrown the spear yes! halfway across the just river like to... funk you know to go right into the right into the fish and he's emerged victorious I just I love it I think no it is a great scene I mean no matter how many times I watch it I'm like yeah okay yeah. it's like time is really well, fast and it, and it tells so much story with such very little dialogue and just so right. much Act, mm-hmm. you know, just you see this, and you re, all, you're, you're, all the gears in your mind go, okay. All this time has passed, and now he's like super survivor who could, you know, do perfect catching the it. fish, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, and and I loved. I I thought it was so interesting too. The whole plot with his wife, and they could have easily just made it, you know, woohoo, happy ending. She was, you know, she was waiting for him she all this time, for him and, right. and then he came back in the end, you know. But they didn't do that, and um, this is. It was bittersweet, you know, because you know she loved him and um, she wanted to go back to him, but she couldn't because she has a family now, and he understood that. And it was just, it was really bittersweet and it was really well done. Um, and and like Micah said, most of the time I want a happy ending, but with this one I was kind of okay that I that I didn't get it because it felt more realistic. No, I agree. I liked it. I liked the ending a lot. Mm. I feel like there's a butt for you, Charles. There's no, no, <laughs> oh, really? Okay. No, no butt. I'm still thinking about Liam Neeson. I'm sorry. <laughs> Now, if it was Liam Neeson on that island, he would have he would have punched those fish yes. <laughs> with his broken bottle hands. I can't see Liam Neeson in this movie, though. I really can't. no. Honestly, honestly, in, in I don't way. know how many actors could carry this. The, movie. That's exactly. true. Yeah. Tom exactly. Hanks does, it. and the thing that he does so well is that he's such an everyday guy. Mm-hmm. He's not like he his acting. He's not over the top acting like an exceptional person. He's just an average everyday guy overcoming the elements and i think one thing that makes a good movie and what i'm looking for when i pick my good picks is is the number one is the story good is the screenplay good uh is the direction the cinematography the acting is that all good and does it encompass what we want in a film and i think this does because you don't 
the trailer aside, and I'll, I'll bring up that point later, but you don't know if he's going to get off that island. You know, you're still anticipating he might not get off this island. He might, but you still have hope, and the character has hope, and you're following the character. And you get, like Kelly said, a kind of bittersweet ending where he gets what he wants, but not all that he wants, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. doesn't get what he wants. He gets what he needs. So, um yeah, and I think Tom Hanks, it's, it's my one of my top three Tom Hanks performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And yet he lost out to Russell Crowe for Gladiator. I know. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that's a gut punch. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, don't forget, not only did he lose the weight, but he gained weight, too. Significant amount of yeah. weight to play the first part. Right. So that's a that's like, a, you know, De Niro and Raging Bull kind of performance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Seriously. Gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I forgot about it. And, okay, so, Mike, you said that there's minimal dialogue. Yes, when he's on the island there's minimal dialogue there's actually zero music zero score until he passes that wave huh. as soon as he passes that wave the score so there's another thing you know the score is beautiful in it Zemeckis uh, is pretty brilliant in it. I mean yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah I mean Zemeckis does some I mean Zemeckis does some eh stuff but he does some really great stuff too um, and then you said Wilson how many movies make you feel so much emotion for a freaking volleyball? Yeah, I mean, with a bloody hand on it, nonetheless. And, and when it when it, when it yeah. washes off the the little raft that he makes and it goes drifting out, you almost are crying. It's like I remember. I it's like old Yeller dying. I know. <laughs> I remember in the theaters. I was you know the first time I watched it in the theaters. I teared up, and oh, I was yeah. I was really like kind of muttering myself like No, go swim, get him, get him, get him. You know because. You know, you want Wilson to be there. You want, and also the fact that it kind of nods at the end that, you know, he has that Wilson uh, sitting in his front seat, you know? It's just yeah. like, I don't know. It's just, oh, there's, pulls at your heartstrings. There's sort of an undercurrent of, of I don't know, mental illness. I mean, mm-hmm. he's talking yeah. to this, he's hearing voices and talking to this ball. And obviously, you're stranded on a desert island with nobody <laughs> else for four years or five years or whatever right. it was. It's pretty extreme. But, I mean, there's really this thing about, He's kind of lost his marbles out right. there, and the yeah. fact that he's still able to keep it together enough—I mean, the, the scene where he goes up to to retrieve the the dummy where he had tried to hang himself right. and all that thing—you know—it's it's, really—I um, mean, it really gets to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I think they pay, i don't know what it's really like to be stranded on an island, but it really does paint this very realistic, not movie picture of what it would be like you know and speaking yeah. of that the way you said that to movie <laughs> that's a good word well he is because a doctor what they, could have, <laughs> yeah. what they could have done is that they could have started the movie at the plane crash and then you would have had that safety net of flashbacks instead you're forced you know you kind of get the exposition and then you're forced to experience this with him you don't get that, like, uh, you know, where you kind of hear shrumbling and then it goes back to him talking to Helen Hunt where, you know, it's like, oh, good. We're back to dialogue. We can be safe. You have to experience the loneliness mm. with him. So it's right. and, him and Wilson. And I think that's one of the best plane crashes, like, ever done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's amazing. It yeah. really is. Like, I, because I have, you know, thinking about, like, Lost had a good plane crash, too, because they had the whole, island, mm-hmm. you know, but... I don't know. It's a good combination of like practical effects and digital effects, and I think Zemeckis is great at that. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that would talk about an, another gut punch too. When that guy unbuckled himself to try to go, when he saw that Tom Hanks was unbuckled and he was trying to go and save him and get him back in his seat, and he just. Yeah. Got smashed with the flying debris and and uh, oh gosh. It's I think between between 
uh, Castaway and The Gray, my wife will never get on another commercial airline. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. I can't do this, no. Yeah. Well, and going back to The Gray, to give credit to The Gray, that was a great it was. plane. That was oh, I love the shot, intense, like out the window, yeah, with him, intense you know, plane crash asleep or yeah. whatever. That was really well done, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just, you know, I, I don't know, like uh, just seeing the big jet engine and all that and Castaway, yeah. that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, it's just a great yeah, effect. It's really neat. And, I, don't, I haven't seen another movie do anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, they usually do it in a flashback and it'll go black before it crashes right. or any of that stuff. But no, they, you're head on in this one. Yep. Yeah. You have to experience it all with him. Yeah. So. And nobody else could do it but Tom, Tom Hanks. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I actually agree. I think this was probably one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. But again, I put the gray up there with it too. But <laughs> it's different. <laughs> so, well, let's, let's move on to the ugly. My ugly pick is, of course, uh, Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> and uh, in, in you know, celebration of uh, my ugly pick, I decided to switch to a microphone that I've made out of bamboo and a coconut. <laughs> I was wondering about that. <laughs> the transition was so seamless. I, uh, I hope the audio quality is still good for you out there. No, notice. no, no. I mean, because, you know, that's the kind of stuff you can make on an island. Yes, of course. If you're the Swiss Family Robinson. Or the, and or the exactly. professor from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, or, the, or and that is exactly why it's my ugly pick because it's a fun movie. You know, it really is. It's a, it's you know, it's. I remember watching it as a kid, and it's fun. But here's the thing with survival movies uh, is that you've got one extreme, and I'm gonna put gray on the gray on this extreme of like you're on the wild. Uh, man has no chance in surviving by himself on the wild, so you're doomed. And then you've got kind of this in-between, which is Castaway, which you're on the wild, you have to fend for yourself in the elements, but man still has hope. He's still going to try to survive and live. And then you have the other extreme, which is uh, Swiss Family Robinson, which you're on the wild and, hey, it's great out here. <laughs> yeah, we love in it. Fact, you why would you in fact, why would you, you, know, you, know, you want to go back home? <laughs> You know, they make an elevator. <laughs> I was just thinking about the elevator. I was kind of hoping this was going to be your bad one. I'm not going to no, lie. No, it's so. This is such. Michael, this is such a good like ugly choice. Oh it, boy. I think you and I view ugly in the same way. We yeah. don't. We on this podcast, we don't always agree on what is ugly and what is bad. But view ugly in the same way. I like that. Quote, <laughs> right? Yes, I, I love and that, it. That's that's why because well, and it's it's 1960 Disney. Which they have just a relentless optimism. You know, just America at that time had a relentless optimism. This is before Cold War was really starting to kick in, The um, before the Kennedy assassination. So they had this optimism, hey, we're America. We can go to a deserted island and build a mansion. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's cool. And have a pet elephant. It, it, there's, so, there's so many things about this movie that are kind of ridiculous and they try to sort of explain away oh yes we have elephants and ostriches and tigers and all these other animals that would never exist on this desert island (laughs) but um i mean you think about the ecosystem that had to 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 maintain enough wildlife for these animals to eat and so forth um there are a lot of things about this movie that are really completely implausible (laughs) and and just really silly and, and it is that it's that 1960s optimism but at the same time uh, you know I, I when I was I, like you I saw this movie a lot as a kid I liked it as a kid in my mind I think of it oh that's a pretty good movie um, every time I watch it I like cringe and groan <laughs> for the first half of it it's like uh-huh. this is so 
dated. It just <laughs> feels so mm-hmm. 1960s. Yeah. You know, super cheerful and nothing, shucks, nothing's going to go wrong, Ma. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's yeah. just, it's really kind of painful to watch. But toward the end, you know, I think that some of the action sequence, I, I joked with uh, Kelly earlier, it's kind of like um, Return of the Jedi. You've got the, the Ewoks, the Ewoks build all these crazy contraptions. <laughs> To, to destroy the stormtroopers and it's the same thing it's 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 the Swiss family you know robbers that have made all these crazy contraptions to beat up the pirates and you know what that is exactly right because George Lucas used inspiration from that scene to create <laughs> the Ewok battle That's I'm not kidding that is amazing and here's the thing it, it is very dated Charles Charles, for those of you at home, just Charles is rolling his eyes. Like he's gonna sprain a muscle. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But 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 it is it is incredibly dated. But it was not only was it uh, Walt Disney Productions' um, highest grossing uh, live action movie for a, ever up to that point, uh-huh. yeah. and, and again for another four or five years until Mary Poppins came out. Um, it was one of the biggest movies of 1960. It made a ton of money. It was super successful, mm-hmm. and and people love it. Uh, you know, uh-huh. even even those of us who can watch it and say, oh, "Why am I? I can't believe! Oh, this is so goofy! Mm-hmm. Really, are they going to make a, a whole house out of this ship?" And they do it in like that. Right. It doesn't yeah. take any time. Like, hey, Ma, I think we're going to make a house, and it's like two scenes later, <laughs> "Hey, Ma, we made a house. Yep. <laughs> Come check it out. You, like, tame a zebra, thing. tame an ostrich." <laughs> I mean, ride an ostrich. <laughs> ride an ostrich. But they can't tell a girl apart from a boy. I, I don't. I'm just yes. saying. I'm just saying. That's oh my gosh, some, Charles. Some weird subtext. I don't know. They they do uh, kind of hinging on on what you both just said, Mike and Charles. Um, they have they just have all this innate knowledge of building and construction out of subpar materials that no 16 year old, much less 10 year old. And most adult men, like you know, would really have, Hello. and yet they, not no. I'm just, I'm just they, saying, like, no, you know, well, could, could I'm you, saying, I'm... could you be, could you just get stranded tomorrow on an island and be like, yes, I know how to build my own house. Not only I would be they, like Liam Neeson. Not only do they have that, but they have the right amount of livestock, the right kinds of livestock, yes. the right kinds of vegetation, the right kind of environment to grow this vegetation. It's just absolutely. When you actually sit down and think about it, your head's gonna hurt because. Yeah. It, it it's in, it's impossible for all this to, to actually happen uh, but there is that little piece of you that is like oh that's awesome yes. man my house sucks running know. water refrigeration Who you're on a desert it? island you have no mechanical anything you I want to go to engine. there you made a refrigerator that's awesome yes. mm, mm. I, can totally uh, do that. I can't get on board you can't get on board <laughs> just... but the, the girl as a boy trope that's is, true is, that's like awkward it's, it's pretty so, rough well i tell you what though the, the whole the whole love triangle that goes on between uh, i don't remember the kids names they're all like hans and franz Ernst. um but you know the, the they've got a, an 18 or 19 year old son and a i don't think we ever did a synopsis but an 18 oh, yeah. or 19 year old oh, son yeah. and, and a 16 <laughs> year old son and they're both sort of fighting over this 16 year old girl or whatever um but you really do kind of you realize, okay, they're stuck on this island probably forever, and there are no other women, and I can understand why. And she kind of likes both of them and plays both of them against the other. Uh-huh. Where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah. oh, it was it was a lot more it was a lot more compelling love story than I'm used to seeing in the average Walt Disney 
family film. Or Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Still a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> then love Excellent. Which, um, you know, vampire movies, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm down for it. Hey, um, <laughs> so something else that was a little, like, uncomfortable and just hard to watch is all the animal scenes are that you you're sitting there watching what we know today and you're like man that is brutal the dogs are fighting this tiger and the did you know the zebra when he's in the mud pit when the zebra is stuck in the mud pit they're actually hitting it with an electric prod to get it to uh, uh, uh to act so i mean it's, there's a yikes. there's a movie called roar that uh alamo draft house is re-releasing it's from the 80s um but basically, it's Melanie Griffith's dad. I can't think of his name. He was in real life. He was a director, and her mom was Tippi Hendren or Hedren. Hedren, yeah. Yeah, and so basically, that the, that dad director said, "Hey, I want to make a movie with my family, and I'm gonna bring in wild animals, and I'm just gonna we're gonna all play different characters. And I'm gonna film what really happens." And he did, and like they actually all got hurt. Like Melanie Griffith had to have like facial surgery because she got attacked by a wild lion. Oh my and gosh. Tippy like broke her leg because she got knocked off a lot. But it's like they filmed all this over. real stuff. You go watch the trailer. It's kind. You want? Tippied over. It's nice, <laughs> nice. Wow. But but no. So they all seriously got injured in this movie, and oh. it, it's oh, so I, I haven't seen it yet. But I, I really I want to go see it because they're apparently like, when it came out nobody saw it. And well, the thing about Swiss Family Robinson is all the and it's a ton of animal scenes. It's like yeah. hey, we've got all this stock footage. Hey, we got we rented all these animals. Let's just shoot the animals. But you have like cut away to the people making reaction shots at, at reacting to what the animals and then cut to the animal sequence and you hardly ever see the animals and the humans together and it, it, it again That's it feels true. very dated uh-huh. it feels like yep. okay roar does not <laughs> watch the trailer for roar it's like oh my, it's like, oh my god <laughs> i'll check it out okay, okay. so roar well. that could be on our you know Subgenre of animals mauling humans. <laughs> well, I gotta see it because it may be a terrible movie. Yeah. And there's probably a reason we didn't hear about it 30 years ago, right. other than the you know we were obviously uh, family issues. Negative. So age old. good survivor movies. Yes. Yeah, good talk. Good, yeah. Good picks. Very yeah. good picks. What's so that? you're there. Your picks. <laughs> you just congratulate yourself. Well, let me pat myself on the yes, back good, here. Good job, Micah. <laughs> Micah, you made a really good episode. Because if you today. didn't like them, who would? <laughs> So speaking about that, who do you? What would you pick for your Survivor movie? I'm talking to the audience, not you, Charles. Oh, but you're looking right at me. <laughs> we don't care what you think, Charles. I know, you, obviously. Who would you pick, America, for your Survivor movies? Do you agree with our list? Do you not agree with our list? Put in the comments below. And also speaking about comments, I am going to. Uh, we are going to be getting up on YouTube uh, very, very soon. So be sure to look for us there. Uh, also, if you haven't, for some reason, subscribe to us on iTunes, do it. What are you waiting for? It's the best place to listen to podcasts. That's where I listen to podcasts because you can actually listen to it. You can download it, listen to it anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can multitask over to different apps without it stopping. It's great. I can play Bejeweled and <laughs> <laughs> still listen to us. Take uh, care of your family. It's all, it's all good. Or, or take care of my family. No, I mean, Whatever. at the same time. <laughs> Bejeweled is in there too. Yeah, and uh, all you have to do is just uh, search for us at Good Bad Podcast, and uh, you will see us popped up there. Also, it's just awesome.com. Check us out there. We've got movie reviews uh, coming out. We also have a we have a lot of fun stuff up there. Um, mm-hmm. And we're considering maybe a live broadcast at some point. Yeah, we're working we're on working a live on broadcast. We want that to happen. Uh, so, uh, just a huge, huge, huge 
shout out to all of our fans. Um, I just got a request today for Reform Gamer uh, on Facebook. Go check out his page. Uh, he's he's a good friend of ours. Good podcast. Yeah. Um, you guys got anything else? No, that's well. Yeah. Just uh, bring out the reason we. All right, the now culture. so yes. with all that aside, here's the real reason you're here to find out why <laughs> we have Mike here. Mike, next time you are going to be presenting your picks. This is the this is a good bad podcast. First, a guest is going to be bringing his picks. So, Mike, what are your picks? Uh, well, I have chosen to discuss. Uh, Quentin Tarantino movies, movies directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, and so the three in uh, alphabetical order are Death Proof, Inglorious Bastards, and Pulp Fiction. All it's right, going Quentin. to be a very controversial episode. <laughs> oh, I can boy. feel my blood pouring. <laughs> Charles is really going to hate us. Oh, this. boy. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Quentin yeah. Tarantino episode. So uh, where can we see these movies, by the way? Well, you, Pulp can borrow, you can borrow them from me. <laughs> you can borrow them from me. That's what mine did. <laughs> um, Pulp Fiction and Inglorious Bastards are on uh, Netflix. They are, yeah. Currently, uh, as of June 8th. Um, Death Proof is not so... I think I've seen it on Apple TV before. Okay. Yeah, so I'm sure you, you, can, wanna... you can stream it, I'm sure. Um, and Net, there are two Net, versions. Netflix, Netflix DVD also does have right. Death Proof. And that's true. There are two versions. There's going to be the full cut of it, of Death Proof, which is just Tarantino, but then you also have the Grindhouse. Which version are you referring to? The, the full, full version. Full I was not able to find the uh, a, a version I could watch of, of Grindhouse, although yeah. I did sit down and watch uh, Planet Terror, the other half of Grindhouse, and it is uh, quite a trip if you've not seen it. <laughs> All right. Good to so know. So there you go. The full, like, the extended cut of uh, Death Proof. Then. Okay. So next time, uh, the host will be special guest, Mr. Uh, Dr. Mike McGinnis. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thanks, his degree. It's got to be doctor. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Dr. Evil quote. Sorry, I got a Death Star. Yeah. There, there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Death Star. Nice. All right. I All guess, right. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a good one.